Hi, I'm Megan. I'm Colin, and this is Pet Sitter Sitter Confessional. Confessional. An open and honest discussion about life as a pet sitter. Brought to you by Time to Pet and Pet Perennials. What's the difference between a manager and being a leader? How do we define success for ourselves and recognize that we are successful right where we are? Today, we're really excited to have Wayne Hartley, owner of Happy Hearts Pet Care, to discuss his journey into and through the grooming world, what it's like worrying whether your employees will be cared for, and how he keeps all of the things that he has juggling in order. Really excited to bring this one to you. Let's get started. Thank you, Colin. I really do appreciate it. I love that uh, I finally get a chance to be on Pet Sitters Confessional. Like this is amazing. I, I listen to you guys all the time, and um, I just I'm appreciative of this opportunity. Well, just to introduce myself a little bit again, my name is Wayne Hartley. I do own uh, Happy Hearts Pet Care Services uh, here in Atlanta, Georgia. We offer pet sitting, grooming training, and dog walking. I uh, started the business about. It'll be. It'll be five years next month uh, on the 19th of next month. So five years in and um, I'm just extremely blessed and humbled uh, just where we are now compared to where we were then. And uh, just all of the things I'm able to offer and, uh, you know, just being able to educate pet parents and still be in the pet care field. um, I love that I'm still here. So some background on me. Um, I have my bachelor's in veterinary technology, and I also have my license as a veterinary technologist. So I have about 10, 11 years of experience in the veterinary world, and um, I just wanted to step away from medicine just because um, things have gotten, I wouldn't necessarily say rough, but um, to the point where it just wasn't as fun. And being that I love working with animals, I wanted to step away from the medicine side. And it just led me to pretty much just running my own business um, on the pet care side. Um, That way, I'm still working with animals. I'm still able to educate and I'm still able to just do the things that I love to do day in and day out and just grow the business from there. Mm. Well, congratulations on the upcoming five years. That's a huge milestone, especially since you were growing and expanding through a global pandemic. That's that's quite the accomplishment. <laughs> Actually, our, our most uh, our best year was <laughs> during the pandemic, the beginning. Yes. Oh, that's crazy how that happens. You said that you transitioned out of the the health the the veterinary side into pet care because things weren't quite what you had wanted or expected or, or were feeling at that moment. Were you were you suffering from burnout? from the the veterinary side? I would say it would be a mixture of, uh, to be fully transparent, um, a mixture of depression plus burnout plus compassion fatigue and Mm. just not feeling um, appreciated um, as much as I needed to. um, Also not being paid enough, honestly, too. Like I have... Um, all the years of experience and worked at different hospitals. I worked in general practices, specialty practices, um, as well as the University of Georgia. So I have a lot of experience when it comes to it. And I just felt like the places where I worked, they really didn't appreciate what you know I brought to the table. And um, it was just a lot of me sacrificing a lot of my time to make sure that everybody else was okay and nobody really cared about us for the most part as vet techs or assistants. Mm. So the burnout part for sure, because, you know, the days are long. Um, you can, they can tell us to be there at seven thirty, seven o'clock in the morning. And we really have no idea when we go home and then we have to, you know, just do the same thing all over again the next day. And it was just a lot, um, to deal with because you have to keep your emotions in check. Um, especially dealing like, I'm not sure, you know, a lot of people you've probably seen as well is just like one appointment could be a euthanasia and then the next appointment could be a puppy. So, you you know, not even showing or uh, letting people really see what you've been through in the last 10 minutes, but you have to go in the next appointment, you know, with a smile on your face like it didn't really just happen. So that kind of just builds up and it just it becomes a little difficult because you want 
the best for everybody. You want the best for all of the pets that you come in contact with and the people that you come in contact with. You want to teach them and educate them and just pray that they listen. And then sometimes they don't. So then when you realize like a hundred people does that, then it's like this, this is just makes it a little difficult to really enjoy it because you're doing everything that you can on your end, but you really need that, 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 teamwork from the pet parent to make sure that everything you know stays where it needs to be and sometimes it just doesn't the pet parent plus like the management system with you know certain jobs as well um that makes it a little hard as well but um a mixture of all of them you know is just it, it can really weigh in on uh some techs and assistants um, as well as myself like throughout the years mm. well so having experienced that on the veterinary side, how have you set up your business and structured and, and boundaries differently in your own business? And how do you support your the, the staff that you have too? Well, first, I mean, I don't, I don't like to say that I manage people. Um, mm. That's the thing. It's not even so much as being a manager. I think when people become um, in management, uh, they tend to feel like they have to micromanage and they have to, you know, just really treat people a certain way because now they're, you know, a little higher on the tier level. Um, but as far as me, like I, we're a team, you know, I, I treat everybody as a team. I treat everybody as family. I treat everybody as if we're on the same, you know, level and everything like that. So when it comes to certain things and certain aspects, um, everybody feels like we are, we're one, like we, you know, we treat each other with respect and accountability and we communicate effectively as best as we could. So um, I don't, again, I don't manage people. I'm more of a leader when it comes to handling everybody that works with me. Um, and then that's another thing that I say too, is like, I don't really like to say that people work for me, but they work with me. Um, we are a team, like we're all working towards, you know, this common goal and making sure that, you know, pets are happy, people are happy and the business stays afloat. So it's not just them doing the work. It's all of us collectively working together to do it. So when it comes to, you know, stepping away from medicine and then running a business, um, because I used to be a hospital manager. And, you know, I just I had to lead my team and I had to make sure that everybody was good. So I'm just using all of that experience from, you know, uh, quote unquote, like, well, not even like managing people when it comes to it, but then also leading them and then just making sure that, you know, everything that needs to get done gets done. Yeah, yeah I think that is a really fine line between and I think that impacts how you view the people that you're surrounding yourself with. Am I leading these people or am I managing them? Like that may sound a little, Oh, they're, they're one rung lower than I am, or they're, they're doing things that I don't want to do. And I've got to make sure that they don't mess anything up. I think you have these connotations that can come from that. So when, when you describe yourself as a, as a leader and you're leading your team, is that something that comes naturally to you or have you had to you know work through things? Uh, a little bit of both. Um, I, I mean, I am the eldest, um, out of my siblings. So I had to naturally lead them, um, and make sure that they, you know, stay out of trouble um, as best as I could. Uh, it was fun growing up for sure. Um, it's seven of us, so wow. it's a lot of us. Uh, yeah. so, uh, but otherwise like there's been, um, just through the journey, there's been things that, of course, I've had to learn, um, and I'm still learning, and I'm always willing to learn. So um, I do a lot of personal development. So, like, I'll watch some videos, or I'll read certain books, um, listen to podcasts, and things of that nature. So it's just a matter of just constantly having that mentality um, to learn and just humble myself, and just not feel like I know everything or I know how to do everything. But I always want to just make people, you know, realize, like, you know, I'm human too. You know, I make mistakes, but um, if we can work together and just learn the things that we need to learn, you know, everything will work out. So, uh, yeah, it's just it's been a it's been a journey <laughs> for sure. But I do enjoy it. Um, I do enjoy the position that I'm in um, just because it teaches me that, again, I don't know everything, but 
as long as we're working together to find the answer, um, everybody's happy. Yeah, that is so key, recognizing that I may be the leader, you may be the leader, but I don't have to have all the answers, and that's okay. And I think we can kind of psych ourselves out a lot when we attach the definition of being leader to being the most knowledgeable. Like that's that those two things are not connected, but unfortunately, that's where we get placed a lot of the time, especially as the owners of the business. Absolutely. Have you heard of Time to Pet? Doug from Bad to the Bone Pet Care has this to say. Time to Pet has made managing my team and clients so much easier. Our clients love the easy-to-use app and scheduling features, and our sitters love being able to have all of their information organized and easily accessible. My favorite feature is the instant messaging. By keeping conversations on Time to Pet, we are able to monitor our team and ensure nothing ever falls through the cracks. If you are looking for a new pet sitting software, give Time to Pet a try. Our listeners can save 50% off your first three months by visiting timetopet.com slash confessional. You are, you're leading your team. Tell us about the people that you're working with. So um, I have a operations manager. Uh, I have, I just hired another grooming assistant. Uh, she just came over from uh, PetSmart um, as a junior groomer there. So I'm just training her and then also have another groomer. So uh, I have two two groomers. I have a operations manager um, and a few pet sitters. Um, again, like me being a vet tech, I have, you know, met a lot of other vet techs and worked with a lot of veterinarians. So um, I do have a, I have two veterinarians, mobile vets um, that were partnered with. And then I have um, under my staff part, um, I have a few pet sitters, groomers, um, and then my manager. So um, it's been really good <laughs> um, just to try to manage everything and just keep everything uh, where it needs to be. Um, it's been cool. So, you know, uh, being a vet tech, I wanted to give that opportunity to make extra money um, because I know, you know, how it is. I know that, you know, we don't make a lot, um, but we continue to do what we love to do. So um, when it comes to pet sitting or dog walking, I will reach out to a few of my vet tech friends and I'll bring them under my staff and everything. And then just offer them, you know, just like, Hey, if you have the time, you're more than welcome to make a couple extra dollars. Um, and then, you know, if, you know, we have sitting or walking in the area, uh, you're welcome to, you know, pick up that job as well. I'm sure being in the, in the trenches, uh, on both sides. Yeah. You, you do have that, that viewpoint that you're able to relate to them. And and schedule around those needs. Do do you find that scheduling everybody? How do you manage that with with so many moving pieces? Well, um, <laughs> with a grain of salt, uh-huh. <laughs> 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 um, you just gotta breathe, and you just gotta breathe through it. So, um, I like to just strategize everything and just mm. make sure you know, just keep everything as compartmentalized as possible. Um, and just not stress out about it. So we use a program, uh, we use Pocket Suite, um, ha- that has been a blessing to use because it just makes it a little easier um, as far as like management systems and who to assign certain jobs to and things like that. So um, we just use that and I just go through it. I'm constantly checking it just to make sure like our routes are good and everybody has what they need. And um you know, it's just going from there because like the clients, they're able to sign our forms and um, put their deposit down, pay everything all in one place. So that just makes it so much easier. So it's not so many moving parts when it comes to handling clients. Um, it's just a matter of making sure that everything on our end um, is where it needs to be. Was moving to that a software-based uh, booking, tracking and implementing everything was that an easy move for you or what was that process like getting everybody on board with that? It was, it, uh, it was easy. I will say it was the only thing that made it time consuming was when I had my old system. So before I was on Calendly, uh, there's a program called Calendly and then um, it was integrated with PayPal. 
So that caused some issue because everybody didn't want to pay through PayPal and some people didn't want, uh, realize that they can continue to check out as guests and put in their card information and things of that nature. And then um, with Calendly, you can have multiple people on there. It just gets a little uh, tricky with, you know, just trying to explain certain things to certain people. So um, it was just the transition over to Pocket Suite that I had to like, put all of our uh, appointments that already been confirmed into the system um, because there was no way of, uh, of moving that part over. But as far as like all of our clients, their numbers and addresses and everything, um, I was able to get an Excel sheet and just move that over. And then they made it really easy and just put it in there for me and um, just handled it um, the best way they could. And uh, I double checked it, triple checked it and just everything was where it needed to be. So um, I was just, extremely happy about that part. Uh, but it has made a difference being um, using this program than uh, the last programs that I've used or even like paper and pen, um, just trying to keep everything down, down packed on like paper. Uh, it, it just, <laughs> it gets lost, lost in the sauce. And it was just like, now it's just, it's so much easier. So it's made life a lot easier for sure. Yeah, it's one of those things that you look at those kind of startup costs and, and that may try, you know, that may weigh on someone's uh, decision to to develop a new system or to go down a new path. But once it gets mm -hmm. set up, sure, that may be a little painful, but once it gets set up, it really does provide so much. And just getting some sort of software to keep it all organized so that you're not having to really does take, it takes a lot of stress off of you as the business owner. So you can focus on other stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, and it's just, we wear so many hats as entrepreneurs. So definitely having the right software um, helps you relieve some of your stress um, because there's so many other things that, that need to be um, done. Uh, on a daily basis, like my to-do list is forever growing and never ending. <laughs> so it's just like, there's always so much to do. There's always so much that needs to get done. Um, and so much that needs to get handled. So it really, it, it's really important to have the right team and the right people around you. And just to be able to delegate a lot of the things that you have going on, because, you know, again, one person can't do everything. And it really, it, and you know what, it really depends on how big you want your operations to be as well. So that is something that I will say, if you are, you know, just wanting to run a business for yourself and just make money for yourself and everything like that, then cool, you know, just handling it the way that you want to handle it, that's fine. But when it comes to, you know, growing the business and having employees and delegating certain work and wanting to, you know, expand operations and things like that. That's when it comes down to having the right team and the right support um, around you day in and day out, because you can't just do everything yourself, but it does help having the right software management because um, if everybody can check in and look at it, if you can check in and look at it and handle things and just go about it like that, then um, it just makes it a lot easier for sure. Mm. Well, so thinking back five years ago or, and looking at where, where you are today with your business, is this the business that you expected to be running or that you wanted to be running? At this point in time, yeah, honestly. I Back then, uh, when I first started, I used to work at UGA at the vet hospital and then I also worked at a general practice hospital out there. And I saw the need of pet sitters, uh, check-ins, and then also like rehab help. Um, we had a lot of pets that were on the larger side and then they had older parents. So they needed help like moving around and expressing their bladders and doing rehab things um, as far as like, because um, they had probably a CCL tear or ACL tear. Um, so they had that repaired and everything like that. So of course it was a little harder on them to move and you know, just do that therapy, um, that physical therapy. So I offered it and it was good in the beginning. You know, it definitely helped out. I didn't do as much um, as I 
as much as I wanted to back then because I still had two full-time jobs. So I was able to do what I could in the meantime. But looking back at it now um, and where I am today, like now I'm full-time in my business and it's growing. I have two vans. I have um, a shop that we're opening up in downtown Atlanta. I have merchandise. I, I, I see my logo everywhere. <laughs> like It's just amazing just to think you know, from there to now, um, all of the things that I've done and I'm just humbled and blessed, um, you know, honestly, just thinking about it because I will say, you know, of course, everybody has their, their goals in mind where they want their businesses to be and stuff like that. And yeah, I wanted to say, I would have to look through one of my many notebooks, what my five-year goal was back then and where I am today. And just see, um, you know, what compared to what I wrote down then to what I what I'm doing now. Um, But it's just I wouldn't trade a journey for anything because I feel like I am where I need to be right now. Um, And it's just a matter of continuously growing and learning and um, just doing the best that I could each and every day. I think that really gets down to how we personally define or seek after what success is. And I know that's different. For everybody, because as you said, we all have our own goals and our own reasons for doing this. But I, unfortunately, we can kind of get caught in that trap sometimes of comparing to what the next person's doing or comparing to the other person's doing and never quite feeling like we're getting or we are successful. So for you, how will you know that you're successful in business? Or do you, do you consider yourself already successful? I would. I definitely would. Um, I do consider myself successful just because I have the mindset that every day, every day that we're above ground is a successful day. Um, so every day that I'm learning and my books are um, books are filled, clients are happy. We are, you know, making money. We're keeping our expenses lower than you know the money coming coming in. And it's just that that's a measure of success for me because it is just it means that I'm running a successful business. I'm running a you know sustainable business. I'm making sure that not only are my bills paid, but those of that um, those of my employees are paid as well. And everybody's happy and they still enjoy coming to work. We talk, we meet after work and I just make sure that everything is where it needs to be and they're happy so that that's a measure of success for me so i would never say that i'm not successful just because at this point in time my level of success is where we're at now i do have like my goals and my dreams where i want to take the business and everything like that so once we get there you know then we'll be at that level of success but I would say that at this point in time, yes, I do run a successful business. I would say that I am successful and um, I've had a lot of successes in the past and I've had a lot of losses as well, Um, you know, between friends, money, family, you know, jobs, networks, things like that, like it is what it is. And that's the journey of it. You know, you're going to have a lot of failures, you're going to have a lot of losses, um, but when you can say that your business is actually doing what it needs to do, then you have to, you know, just take that win and say that you are successful and just continue to keep grinding and continue to do what you have to do. Yeah. I think too often we forget that success can be present tense. We, we, we can, Mm -hmm. we can say that we are successful right now. It's not something that we're always having to, it's it's not something that we can attain tomorrow. We have to attain in the future. I love that mindset that you have of looking around and going, you know what? This is successful because it's meeting all of my goals. I'm able to do and operate the way I want to. And that doesn't mean that we get complacent and stop trying to grow and stop trying to do new things. It just means mm-hmm. that we, we can look at what we have and just honestly, and I think that's really hard for a lot of people. I know it's hard for me. It's still weird to kind of say, Oh, this is successful because it's it's paying all of my bills. Wow, like that is that is something that is that I never thought that would happen. Or or it may I, I, you feel like you need to be bigger, be doing all these other things, but to just take a step back and breathe and go, no, this this is well, successful. I made it. I'm here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I 
Absolutely. It's, and it's really difficult, you know, as an entrepreneur, because you're so hard on yourself all the time. Hmm. You know, you not only have to deal with what, you know, millions of other people think and say and try to advise and try to tell you what to do and stuff like that. But, you know, the hardest critic that we all have is ourselves. And I've been, you know, I'm, I'm guilty of it. I've definitely been guilty of just being so hard on myself that I really don't see how good things could be or how good things are. And I just, like you said, you have to take a step back and breathe and just really realize like, yo, like I, I'm doing this, <laughs> you know, I'm here. I, I, you know, every, like you said, bills are paid, food is in the fridge. You know, I always have something to eat. The lights are on. I have gas in my car. Um, I have money in my pocket, I have money in my bank account. Like I am okay. Like I stopped stressing over the little things and just really realized like you have actually, you have it a lot better than what you realize or what you think you have it, mm. you know? And it's just a matter of just continuing, just having that positive, that positive mindset that, you know, it doesn't matter what it looks like, but just keep grinding and just keep going because you are a success story. Honestly, like everybody, you know, has their story, but you are definitely a success story when you can really sit back and say that the things that you've um, wrote down or wanted to accomplish back then and you're actually accomplishing it now, um, you know, you're doing it and just keep grinding, keep going. Mm. I think that's why it's so important to actually write some of these things physically down, because how quickly we forget where we were two years ago five years ago, how quickly we forget where we started and, and what we thought, you know, five years ago, 10 years, I know from my, Megan and I, 10 years ago when we started, if I wrote down what I thought mm-hmm. success was, I guarantee you I'm 10 times more successful than I, what I even thought was possible back then compared to where we're operating now. And now it's just, well, this is ordinary. This is just what we do. This is just, and we forget. And this is light. This yeah. is, this is every day right here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Until until, (laughs) Until you get these little reminders, and I love how they kind of break through and punch through the reality bubble that we set around ourselves of, you mentioned, like, we're in the grind, we're busy, we got our heads down. And then all of a sudden, every now and then this little, little thing pierces. And, you know, for you, it was, it was, you see your logo everywhere. I'm sure it's still, it might, it was probably still weird to see your van, own van driving down the road and be like, hey, that's me. And <laughs> or when people, uh, and it, it's amazing, like I've had veterinarians or people that I've never met or, you know, um, I have veterinarians who can identify my logo and then they think of Wayne or they, uh, or like uh, apartment management companies. Uh, a few of the residential managers, they, uh, I was speaking to, and it's funny, I was speaking to an insurance agent and he was meeting with a residential uh, property manager and he started to explain my business to her. And she was like, oh, I already knew about Happy Heart. And I've never known this lady a day in my life. And it's just funny, like people already identify, you know, and can, you know, see my logo and just think of the business. And I'm just, Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. Well, and and those are the kind of things that we don't always see, right? We don't see yeah. everything, the ripple effects that are moving out and around us as we are acting and operating. And I think on one hand, that can be kind of uh, intimidating as the business owner of like, oh my gosh, there's all these things going on around me and I have no idea. But I really think we should take comfort and heart in that knowledge. And A, I'm not having to do as much work promoting my business as I did before because there's all this word of mouth and all this stuff that's going on around and talking about me. And B, I'm having an impact. People are realizing that this level of care is possible, that this quality of work is out there. And they're looking to me for that. Like That should really give us a lot of confidence and, and, and continue to push us forward. Oh, absolutely. I agree 100%. Well, and part of part of this, I think the flip side of this is when we're we're acknowledging that we are successful, there are a lot of things that are are our responsibilities now as the business owner and and you mentioned one earlier talking about how you viewed your success is that your bills were paid and you were able to pay employees and staff around you. Do, does that ever weigh on you as the business owner the responsibility that comes with now per being providing for the income of others? 
Oh, all the time. <laughs> all the time. I, I, I'm a bit of a workaholic. <laughs> Colin, I'm a bit of a workaholic. I will gladly <laughs> accept that and call myself that. Um, because it's just like now it's not, it's never been about just me, but now it's really not just about me. Like mm-hmm. if we don't work, if we don't, you know, keep up our clientele or if we don't groom, if we don't have the vans on the road, you know, that takes away from everybody. Um, and now because of that, because of that, that one little fact now that, you know, because everybody that, well, not everybody, the groomers, the groomers and my, um, my operations manager, they literally ain't no pressure at all. They literally left their jobs to work with me. So, yeah. So it's like, oh, okay. (laughs) Oh, wow. Okay. No pressure at all. Like it's fine. Um, but yeah, so it's just like, now it's just a matter of just making sure you know, we have those clients on the books and, you know, we have everything. We are continuously building and bringing in more business and more clientele and stuff like that, because it does like that responsibility and that accountability just to take care of others. Um, it definitely, it does weigh in on you. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just want to make sure that your business stays afloat because otherwise, like, you know, I would pay them before I pay myself. Like I, and it's funny that, you know, I talk to my accountant and I listen to podcasts and I watch this video and that video, and they're always like, pay yourself first. But I never want to be in a position where I'm paying myself first and I'm taking away from those that helped me get to where I am. So right now, since I'm in this space, my priority is to make sure that they're taken care of and they work, you know, I mean, they, they get paid first and they, you know, just make sure that their bills are taken care of before mine is taken care of because everything, I mean, everything is always going to be okay. I'm never, you know, not going to have fines or not going to have a way of, you know, building up the revenue. But right now it's just a matter of just making sure that everybody else is taken care of before I am. So that, that does put a lot of pressure on one person. Yeah. So how, how do you approach that of, of, of not operating, how do you prevent yourself from operating your business out of fear versus operating it out of confidence and that everything will work out? It's all in your mentality and your mindset and use fear as a motivation instead of an obstacle. Um, So my fear is that, you know, the vans aren't on the road or I won't have enough clients this week or I won't have, you know, um, you know, enough grooms or enough pet sets or enough anything this week. So that's a fear that, so because I've identified that as a fear, now it's part, it's on me to strategize and make sure that I put out ads. I maybe offer some type of discount code for referrals, or I speak to more people, I put out more cards, or, you know, I go talk to um, different businesses that are pet friendly. I go talk to, you know, dog parks, or, you know, just I I find the clientele, or I find the people, I find, you know, the things that we need in order to make sure that my fears aren't given more power than what they already have. Mm. And, you know, it's just a matter of just strategizing and understanding that you do have the power to turn this fear into a strength and just be able, because, you know, you can use fear as a strength. And I don't think people realize that, you know, you can use that as a strength because now that you've identified what you're scared of, now it's just a matter of changing your mentality and putting forth the effort to, um, to not let it, overcome you and do the things that you need to get done in order to continue to be successful. Um, so that's just my take on it. No, <laughs> no I, 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 I totally agree. And I think the big part of that comes from identifying the fear. And mm-hmm. because the fear of un, the unknown or being, being in the dark is very, is, can be all consuming and can be really crippling in our ability to move and to operate. It's when we're able to give it a name 
that now we're able to actually work with it and use it as opposed to always trying to guess what's going on around us. That That's really where I think that strength comes from is whenever we're able to identify what that fear is and that it's okay to to label those fears. Like that's not acknowledging what you're afraid of or what's driving you is not a weakness. It's not a weakness to have fears in business. Cause I think if you're not afraid, uh, sometimes like, uh, you might want to check and really make sure, <laughs> but, but right. I think it's once you give it a name that you, that you can take control. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. When you started the business five years ago, did you did you have fears starting out and moving and transitioning from from your your previous line of work as a as a veterinary technician into now going solo? It was so yes. Um, there's always that factor because, like you know, you have to you have to build trust with people. Um, you have to stand apart. Like you have to let people know, like, you know what you're doing and, you know, you can trust me with your pet, even if you're home or you're not home or, you know, you can trust me with your stuff. You can trust me around, you know, your family or your, your other pets and your objects and things like that. So you have to build trust with people. Um, there's always that part. I think a lot of the comfort that I believe I bought was that I worked in the field, you know, and I've come with a lot of experience and also um, a lot of my clients, I met them at work. So that also um, bought them comfort as well. So it was just a matter of, you know, just being able to, you know, build the trust amongst people, um, you know, just staying educated on everything on my end, um, just being able to educate pet parents on, what proper pet care looks like and if they ever had questions or if they ever had any concerns, you know, I was always accessible to them and um, just going from there. So um, I would say over the years, it's become a lot easier for sure. Um, But definitely there's, it was a little fearful. I I was a little fearful in the beginning because, you know, you just have to, it's, it's, it's different. When now that you're working for yourself and you're not working for anybody else, you know, um, if anything does go wrong or something is not up to par or, you know, they have some type of issue or inquiry about something and you may not be comfortable with it. uh, Now it's on you to handle all of that. It's on you to handle, you know, any type of discrepancy uh, with the business or anything that you may have fall short on. And you have to be, um, integrity goes a long way. Uh, You have to be accountable and you have to be just transparent with them. And prayer, you know, prayerfully, they understand and they get it. Um, But then at the same time, there are those that don't. Um, But you have to exercise at that point, you exercise emotional intelligence and um, just handle it the best way that you can. Um, And at the end of it, you know, just remain humble and just understand like, and also realize they're not the only person in the world. Like you can find other clients, you know, but it is okay if they, if you do something that they don't agree with, or they do something that you don't agree with, it is okay. It is what it is. People are people. And, um, you can't, you can't please everybody as much as we try to. That is definitely a real struggle of wanting. And I think that that comes from a lot of fear of scarcity, of not recognizing where that fear is coming from. And when we try and take on too many clients, when we want people to like us, I do feel like that comes from this fear of not having enough and not being sure of what's going on around us. And you also said a really big word that I want to take a step in and touch on and, and have you kind of suss out for us here. You said operating with emotional intelligence. What does that mean or look like as a business owner to operate with that? Um, it's just taking a step back and breathing before you react. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, you know, just count count to three. If it, if there's anything that comes up um, that otherwise, like you know, um, I can't even think of a, a certain, or you know, a pet gets hurt, or you know, a client 
calls you and curses you out or gets upset with you because you don't you didn't meet their expectations or you're running late or you know they just feel entitled and they want they feel like they can speak to you any type of way um there's certain people of course you know and then like even in our past you know and you got to catch us on the right day too because otherwise (laughs) you will get (laughs) a good lashing back you know as far as like responses go and you know just sometimes you just have to and you just have to exercise you know that intelligence that you know Maybe they're just having a bad day. You you know, you can't really you got to just take it with a grain of salt and not react in a way to make things worse. You can't really put more, you know, fuel on the fire. You just your job as a business owner, um, your job as a leader, your job as an entrepreneur, your job, period, is to put the fires out, Um, you know, not put more fuel on the fire now. Once you hang up or once they go away, then you can really vent and let people know how you really feel. But when it comes to just handling that situation right then and there, you know, you have to take a step back and understand like they are people too. Yeah, it is what it is. They may be having a bad day. It is what it is. Um, But at the end of the day, let's try to compromise and, you know, put this fire out so that both of us are happy by the end of this or not even happy, but we've come to an agreement. Um, as far as what may have happened, whether it's our fault, whether it's your fault. Um, but at the end of the day, we rectified the situation and now we're moving past it um, instead of continuously dwelling on it and making it worse. And that goes with employees, that goes with um, you know partners, partnerships, that goes with advisors, that goes with mentors, that goes with anybody that you come in contact with. It's super important just to exercise you know, emotional intelligence when it comes to anything, um, but especially with business, uh, because again, you're not going to please everybody and everybody's going to have their opinions. Everybody's not going to work as hard as you be more, uh, be as passionate as you, um, especially as a leader. Um, and they're not going to see the vision as, you know, as clear as you see the vision. So what you can do in the meantime is just getting people to understand like, Hey, this is what we need to do in order to get to where we need to get to. And along the way, you're going to have hiccups, but you have to understand like, it is what it is. It's just an obstacle. We're going to move past it. It's only temporary. And we're just going to continue to keep putting our best foot forward and be the best versions of of ourselves with everybody that we come in contact with. Mm. Yeah. It really is taking a step back and not always reacting. Initially, from initial thoughts, and I love how you said breathing, uh, providing this stability as the business owner, stability in income, in operations, in staffing, in services, and emotionally as well of keeping things on the same playing field and the same level. And I love how you also said that you don't have to always be like that. It's not like we're bottling up our emotions and our feelings and never letting them out. It's just letting them out in the appropriate ways and the appropriate manners and in a healthy way. Absolutely. Yeah, that, that's the that's the key. Um, it's in I know I mentioned it earlier how much of a workaholic I can be. Uh, yeah. But, you know, I am finding that self-care and mental health is super important. And, you know, just finding time for yourself, um, you know, just putting putting some some days away where you can just recollect and recharge your batteries and just really put your why back at the forefront of your mind, because, you know, sometimes we forget what our whys are and why we're doing this. And we're just in the moment right now and just trying to stay afloat. And that can put so much pressure on somebody. And, you know, it's just a matter of, you know, just taking some time out for you, Um, you know, get a hobby. Um, You know, I've, inquired about joining a few things um when i can find time but you know just getting a hobby something to pass the time to get your mind off of work all the time because as an entrepreneur that's literally all you think about um and sometimes all you talk about because our businesses are who we are um you know when people think of you know my business they think of me or when they think of me they think of my business and i'm pretty sure it's the same with you as well because otherwise like you know, this is what, this is who we are. This is what brings in, 
you know, our revenue. This is what pays our bills. This is what, you know, makes us who we are at the end of the day, at the beginning of the day and during and in between. So it's just like, if I want to make sure, you know, my job is to make sure that everything continues to run as positively and smoothly as possible. And, you know, in the meantime, you want just want to keep, you know, that maturity, you know, where it needs to be in order to stay afloat. Pat Perennials makes it easy as one, two, three to send a heartfelt condolence gift directly to someone with a broken heart. They have this awesome direct-to-client gift service that takes the effort off of us as the business owners and ensures a thoughtful, personalized sympathy gift reaches your client or employee. All gift packages include a handwritten card, colorful gift wrap, and shipping fees across the U.S. and Canada. They also offer an array of milestone gifts and greeting cards that can be sent to celebrate birthdays, extend get-well wishes, and welcome new and rescue pets. Additionally, there are gift choices in case you need to send a sympathy gift in memory of a special human client or celebrate a pregnancy, engagement, or wedding of a pet lover. If you're interested, register for a free business account to unlock the all-inclusive discounted package prices. Since the service is leveraged on an as-need basis, there is no monthly or annual obligation or minimum purchase. Learn more and register going to petperennials.com slash pages slash GPS and enter the referral code PSC at registration. You'll be given a unique coupon code to save $2 off any packages you send in your first 90 days. I want to dive a little bit into um, some of the services that you offer, because I think everything that we've talked about really is linked to the services and how you provide them. So when you started five, when you started five years ago, did you immediately start offering mobile grooming and in everything that you currently offer? Or how did you build and add services over time? No. So uh, five years, we, it was just pet sitting, Um, pet sitting. And like, I would say some, some physical therapy help, Hmm. Um, you know, and it was just strictly for the client that, you know, the cases that I've helped out personally with, um, you know, just because I didn't want to take on somebody else's case and, you know, messed anything up. So it was just um, mostly just pet sitting, doing check-ins and just some of the physical therapy um, that some of my older clients needed with their pets um, while they were close by. So it was just that I would say maybe three years in two and a half, three, almost three years in, that's when I started grooming, um, started really doing, pushing more walking, um, as well as the training aspect. Um, so when I lived in Athens, it was strictly just pet sitting and, you know, some walking, but when I moved to the city and I was around more, build more clientele and everything like that, that's when we offered, um, when I started offering the grooming part and the training part. Um, we had a trainer, um, but I'm in, I'm looking for another trainer at the moment. Um, but I am still able to like do some training myself. It's just a matter of finding time to do so. So that's why we're looking for another one. Um, but I will say that it has been fun um, adding it on. Um, it could be a little stressful at times trying to handle, you know, multiple aspects of the business um, as far as like all of the services. But um, again, it's just a matter of compartmentalizing and just making sure that all the ducks are in a row and, you know, there isn't any uh, unturned stone um, when it comes to how certain things will get handled. So it's just, you know, having all of your protocols in place and SOPs and just making sure um, the clients know what they're, what they're getting and what to expect. Um, and just making sure all of, uh, all of us on our end, we know what we're doing too. Um, it wasn't hard adding on the extra services um, just because I understood, like I saw that there was a need for it as well. And honestly, grooming um, has been a huge part of the business in building up the revenue. Um, So I'm grateful um, that I was able to really learn how to, you know, just do what I'm doing now. And I'm able to teach others how to effectively do it as well, Um, because I am self-taught, but I have trained under a, a groomer who worked for a show groomer. So she taught me a lot of things as well. She had her own, uh, her own business out in Stone Mountain. And 
uh, I was able to work there for a few years, about a year and a half or two years or so. And, um, just learn a lot of the techniques and just really become, you know, better at what I do. Um, and I do appreciate it because, you know, she, I was literally, <laughs> it's funny how that worked out too. I was going in to drop off some cards and she lost, yeah. she recently just lost her groomer. So she was telling me how she had a full day and I didn't have anything to do that day. So I was like, do you want me to come and help you out? And she was like, if you would, I would be so grateful. So I dropped off some cards. I went back home. I changed my clothes and I came back and I had a job. (laughs) It was really cool. That all just worked out perfectly. Um, So that's pretty dope. Um, But um, I enjoy I enjoy just being, you know, in the pet care side um, because I'm able to do a lot more, meet a lot more people. And um, grooming is consistent. You know, everybody needs their dog's groom, um, whether it be short haired, long haired, um, no hair. You know, they all need a bath and they all need their nails cut at some point. So um, I'm just grateful that I was able to make that transition into coming out of medicine and just being strictly into um, the pet care side. I mean, there's a lot of people that I know that's still on the medicine side. So um, I'm grateful that I do have my history in it. And I went to school for it and I have my license. So that um, gives me a little bit of, a, you know, of an edge when it comes to, you know, why people should choose Happy Hearts over certain other grooming businesses or, you know, other pet care businesses in the city. Well, and as you said, it keeps you connected to different aspects of the pet care community as well. You you know the the vets, you have these connections to the technicians, you have a history mm-hmm. of that so you can have connections. With them, you know, if they come and work for you as well, you can really sympathize with a lot of, with a lot of the stuff that they're going through too. For sure, absolutely. Um, network is definitely key. Um, I love that I still have my network and everybody that I know, um, and I can just call them up and they continue to support. And you know, it's really cool too is that a lot of the vet techs that I know and veterinarians they actually refer business over to me. <laughs> So that helps out so much because um, I I have a question on um, I have a question on my intake form, you know, who referred me. So uh, who referred them? Excuse me. So I see like the different hospitals or the different techs or the different businesses that refer people over to me. And I'm just extremely grateful that, um, you know, I've built this network that people, you know, um, they are comfortable sending people my way when you know, those clients ask for a mobile groomer or a groomer or pet sitter or anybody that's outside of like the medicine side of the field. Yeah, as you said, like those those connections, because they also help you whenever you are working with clients to also refer back or refer out or you know where to go for questions. And it really just does bring the, that, the pet care community a lot closer and you're able to provide better care because you know and you have all the access to the information out and I mean, I still love, I, I still, to keep up my license, I still have to go to like CEs and I still have to do meetings and different um, conferences and stuff like that. It was a little hard over the last year, um, but they are opening more virtual conferences as well as uh, virtual CEs, just continued education, um, just so that I can keep up my license. So that definitely helps out a lot with staying connected with everyone too. Now, with everything that you have, going on between the business and adding services and you mentioned opening up a shop in a location how how do you keep it like personally all together and, and keep yourself balanced and and proper boundaries what do you mean no, just oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, boundaries are these things okay <laughs> what do you mean no um i find I guess healthy ways to kind of disconnect and like use as outlets. Um, I listen to music a lot. Um, again, I listen to like podcasts and read books and stuff like that. But um, some days I'll just go on a long walk with my dogs or play with my dogs all the, you know, a little longer. Or um, honestly, some days, like if, it, if I feel like it's becoming a little overwhelming, I'll just turn everything off. Um, and just disconnect. Um, I think that plays, 
you know, a huge part in maintaining mental health just because you you get wrapped up in trying to please everyone and, you know, just maintaining your uh, it's like social media and, you know, just maintaining, you know, business with clients and stuff like that. And sometimes you just have to take a step back. Like I've um, recently booked a trip just to get away for a little bit because I haven't been able to really step away from business and, you know, just to recharge my batteries and just um, kind of refocus things, be able to take a step back and do more admin stuff. Um, I had to kind of book a trip just to get away um, because I know um, while I'm here, I'm going to be in it and I'm going to work and I'm not going to really take any time to sit down and, you know, go over emails and, you know, just handle some of the back end work when it comes to business. Um, but I would say all in all, you know, just finding that time for yourself. I have had to do that. I had to talk myself into do that and just really be accountable with myself because um, I'll keep going all day. And um, I had to take a step back and be told that it is putting some wear on my body. Um, so I had to, you know, just really you know, get some, some, put, set some time apart for myself, um, some, and just kind of refocus and recenter things, um, because it is a lot, you know, managing people, um, as well as our mobile aspect. And then we are opening the shop soon. So, um, it, it is a lot and it's going to be a little more, um, but it's definitely manageable, um, when it comes to it, because I do have a good team of people, um, that I can delegate certain work to, and they kind of take some of that off of my plate. So um, there's less that I have to worry about. It's just a matter of making sure that it does get done um, at the end of the day. Well, and a key part of that, as you said, was you you know yourself. And I think that's a big part that many of us don't take time to do or recognize is doing some self-reflection and introspection about who we are. And for you, recognizing if I'm anywhere near the area, I'm going to be working on the business. So I need to take a big step back and go somewhere else to a different physical location so that I don't have that temptation and I don't, and I don't get sucked back in. And I, I, I really appreciate that because I know for me, yeah, if I'm anywhere close to a computer or phone or something, like I will find things to occupy my time, even though I'm supposed to be doing something else. So recognizing these mm-hmm. triggers, finding this stuff out about ourselves, because what boundaries look like and what time away looks like is going to be different for everybody because we've all got these different triggers. We've all got these different desires and things that we're working on and towards. So it takes some time, a little bit of time and, and uh, reflection to figure out, okay, what, what are these things that I'm getting that keep sucking me back in and how do I separate myself from those? For sure. And that's hard. It's, it's very, very difficult um, because, again, we are our businesses and our businesses are us. So it's hard to really take a step back and just, you know, let it. That's one of the biggest things that I'm learning now is um, that's another reason why I had to take a step back, because I can't really see what everyone else is capable of if I'm always here. Mm. and. If I'm always here, I'm always going to be like, okay, um, you know, and make them, you know, have them feel like I am a uh, a safety blanket or, you know, some type of safety net um, if something doesn't happen or, you know, uh, add up well. So it's like I needed to, I wanted, I'm honestly challenging the team. Um, just to make sure that everything goes to where it needs to be and everything can get handled, um, you know, the way that it needs to be handled while I'm not here. Because that way, if I can see that they can do that um, while I'm gone, then even while I'm here, that actually frees up more of my time to focus on other aspects of the business as well. Because now I can trust them enough to make sure that they handle more of the things that um, I've been doing myself or even with them, um, that way um, I can, you know, hire more people or, you know, expand a little more, you know, go take this meeting or, you know, just, uh, you know, go to this aspect of the business. 
And that way I still know that the things that I've delegated or set in place for others is still taken care of the way that I would take care of them. Mm. And operating differently than you really have these inclinations to and really trusting those processes and procedures and the people, right, that you brought in, that that takes us Mm -hmm. operating differently than we used to and is kind of a big step for a lot of us. And, And I think part of that is is recognizing that in order to operate differently, we have to think differently and expose ourselves to different ideas and thoughts and ways of doing things. And that's kind of like, for me, I've, I've more, I've, we've run the business, the more I've realized we really are creators. We are creative people, whether we recognize it or not. We're, we're trying new things. We're exploring new ideas. And so for you, where do you go for, for inspiration and for new ideas and new things? nature (laughs) um i love nature um just walking around parks um i will you know it's been a while um but i have um really enjoyed like going to different nature reserves or different parks and just being you know out in the open and just watching you know people I like to people watch. So <laughs> I will go out and just watch different people um, with their pets and see how their pets interact and things like that. Um, if, you know, I can't be outside, then I just I, I just immerse myself in like different, um, you know, podcasts or just watch certain movies, um, you know, and just be in that space and just let, you know, music kind of you know, take me away as well. And just like, just kind of zone out. Um, and then that just helps out a lot when, when it comes to just kind of centering, you know, myself and just trying to figure out, okay, what's the next step and what do I need to do and how do I handle this and things like that. So it's just, I kind of draw inspiration from, you know, depending on what it is too, uh, from just different aspects of life and just honestly, just, Letting it just come to me when it comes for the most part. Um, I'm able to sit on a roof and just sit up there in quiet. You know, I'll hear like the cars go by. I'll hear, you know, uh, life move around me. But just sitting still uh, just does it. And it just helps out when it comes to just trying to, you know, figure out exactly what's happening, you know, and just staying in the present. Uh, I would not be joining you on the roof. I am terrified of heights, but I will join <laughs> you for a walk. Um, <laughs> but you're you're right. It no is, problem at all. It is it is you're right. When we when we were busy moving around, um, we are active. We're doing all these things. We're trying to make things occur. But when we are still, when we are silent, when we stop moving, I think one of the biggest things that happens is all of those unspoken either expectations or ideas or thoughts those start to be able to bubble up because we removed the noise of the of life and activity when we remove that all the active stuff these passive thoughts these ideas these emotions these desires do start to to come up and it can be kind of freaky sometimes you're like whoa where did that idea come from or what i didn't even know i was feeling that but taking those moments to do that really does help you a manage those so that you don't have them building up over time but b tap into these these ideas and these these um these this inspiration that that maybe you didn't know was there. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um and just finding that inspiration from, you know, just the little aspects of life and just understanding like, you know, you you have to kind of separate yourself a little bit in order to continue to grow. Um and just understand like, you know, creatives and artists and music artists, producers, like they find their inspiration from, you know, the smallest minute things sometimes. And um, that can be the same for us. Um, It just put us in a happier place for sure, for business and for ourselves. Wayne, I have really enjoyed the conversation and I really appreciate you challenging us to be better leaders and motivating us through the tough times and recognizing that it takes stepping back to acknowledge our fears and to get inspiration from the world around us. But I know you're doing a lot of other stuff and you've got uh, a lot going on. 
So um, how can people get connected with you and follow along with your work? Absolutely. So um, if anything, you know, I do have my website, www.happyheartspcs.com and PCS like pet care services. So happyheartspcs.com. Um, they can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Happy Hearts Pet Care ATL. Um, both of them are the same. And then uh, we are building up our YouTube page. Uh, so that is coming soon. Um, but otherwise, yes, Instagram, Facebook is the best way to reach us. Um, again, is Happy Hearts Pet Care ATL. And again, thank you, Colin, for your time and the opportunity. Please tell Megan I said hello. Um, and I have thoroughly enjoyed this as well. Um, this is awesome. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Where do you go for inspiration? After talking with Wayne, I couldn't help but think about how inspiration is connected to self-care. How when we are so busy doing all of the things in life and in business, we don't have any time left over to do the creative aspects. Whether you think it or not, you are a creative as a business owner. From writing blogs, to shooting video, to social media posts, to interacting with other people, all of that takes being a creative spirit and developing new ways of doing things. If we're constantly running around too busy, too time-constrained to give ourselves space to think, relax, and rejuvenate our creative well, those things run dry and we struggle and we bang our head against the wall, frustrated, trying to figure out something to do, something to post, what to write about. It all starts with taking that step back and recharging, whether that's listening to music, going for a walk in nature, or a hike, or playing with dogs, or reading a good book, whatever that is. Add inspiration as another benefit when we take care of ourselves. We want to thank our sponsors, Time to Pet and Pet Perennials, for making today's show possible. And we really want to thank you for listening. We wish you all of the best and all of the success. And we'll be back again soon.